Hello, hello. Welcome to another exciting episode of How I Teach with the Language Arts Lady. I am Donna Reese, your hostess and your teacher. And today we're going to slow it down a little bit. We're going to go all the way back to a second and third, potentially fourth grade lesson and talk about how to get those young writers writing descriptively how to help them plan and lay out what they want to write. So let me get some housekeeping out of the way first and for, remind you that you have two ways to consume the video cast at YouTube or at languageartsladyblog.com and the audio at your favorite podcast provider. Also, regardless of the method that you choose to consume, grab your teacher's notebook sheet. You can see as I'm scrolling through this teacher's notebook for this episode, that we have free lessons. So free lessons are available in every teacher's notebook. <clears throat> so you want to be sure to grab your teacher's notebook um, so you'll have those lessons available for you. Um, and as I teach them, then you will know how to teach them as well. So without further ado, let's head over to the PowerPoint and get started. So I mentioned that we're going to slow it down. We're going to go back to second, third, <clears throat> fourth grade level. And um, the reason I say slow it down is because we have been on a journey the last several episodes of some, some pretty heavy stuff, right? So I'm just going to take a beat, let you take a beat and um, slow it down and go back to some easier material, if you will, but also just pertinent to, you know, whatever level of writing that you write, keeping in mind that how I teach is for basically teachers who are kindergarten through 12th grade in the language arts areas, uh, mostly writing, grammar, spelling, uh, uh, vocab, editing, uh, outlining, <laughs> all of those things, and some write, some reading stuff thrown in there for kindergarten and first grade as well. <clears throat> but we have had like literally a twice told tale for junior high, two weeks. Then we had quotation inclusion for essay writing. All right, and that wasn't too bad, um, but then we went into dialogue <laughs> and we had two weeks of dialogue, episodes number 25 and 26 for upper high school writing. The second one especially is where I really delved into some advanced uh, quotation dialogue um, examples and training teaching you how to do that and also teaching you how to teach your upper level students how to do that and include that in their story writing. So today we're going to go into Slinky Dog level one. Level one is second and third grade. And we are going to talk about descriptive writing for young writers using a paragraph house outline. Hit number 27. So <clears throat> I like to show you the overview box for the lesson, just to give you an idea of what uh, this lesson entails. This is one project out of four in a one month book. All of my write for a month books are one month long. So um, this would be the last project in that particular book, Slinky Dog One. Now, remember the overview box down here in the bottom, you'll see the notes there. It says this overview box, which is provided at the beginning of each project is here to give students and teachers an at a glance look at the entire composition assignment. Each step of each lesson is assigned in detail throughout the week. So um, my younger kids, I'll write on my whiteboard, I'll have them write in their margin. Mom, this is the overview box. 
this is a two week project. Don't freak out. <laughs> and, you know, I tried to tell them that that's for their moms uh, or their grandmas or their nannies, but it's really a little bit for them, right? <clears throat> because this is my expectation explanation. This is where I explain what the whole project will have in it. But the way I teach with my students is we highlight and put sticky notes on the edges of our book for every um, assignment for that week. So I teach, assign, teach, assign, teach, assign. So this overview box is not an assignment box. This is just a big picture. This is what this whole project is going to be. So this comes from Slinky Dog One, I mentioned that. That has a lot of toy type of assignments. I think the upper level, I don't have it in front of me. One of them is the history of one toy. Um, the junior high one is a dialogue between two toys. Super, super great projects. There's a research report on, like I said, the history of a certain toy. Um, there is a twice told tale in there. I believe that is um, a twice told tale about, uh, I don't have it in front of me, it's something like um, uh, Paddington or something like that. <clears throat> really great, great projects. All right, lots of fun. So a couple of Toy Story ones thrown in there too. <laughs> so, um, but this is the whole overview. So I go through this. I'll just go through this with you like I go through with my students. So I say, grab a non-homework color. I tell them this is project four. We're going to do a paragraph house outline and we are going to describe a plush toy or doll. So um, that will just kind of give them a, the big picture there. Then I say, put your finger on Roman numeral one. You are going to write one or extensions are going to write two paragraphs about a plush toy or doll using a paragraph house outline. Then Roman numeral two, and my students know whether they are basic or extension. <clears throat> so I tell them here, Roman numeral two, basic students will write one paragraph, extension students will write two. And those are their paragraphs for the body. And then I tell them that they're going to write uh, Roman numeral three, put your finger on Roman numeral three. Basic students write four to six sentences in their paragraph. And extension students will write five to seven sentences in each of their two paragraphs. And nobody will write an opening and nobody will write a closing. We don't do a ton of openings and closings because that is another level of writing. And um, we don't do a bunch of that in second and third grade. Definitely, definitely in fourth grade. <laughs> all right, and there are some additional skills. I just put those in there for the teachers so that the teacher knows kind of all of the things that this lesson will have in it. <clears throat> then we come here to lesson A. And uh, of course the assignments are in bold font with a little diamond and an A1. And I always tell my students, you will know when you get home that you have an assignment if three criteria Criteria, criteria are met. Number one, it has a bold font, a diamond, and a number and letter. Number two, you've highlighted it with your homework color. And number three, you've put a sticky note on the edge of that page. And my young kids in the second and third grade level, I just had several of them today, they um, will write A1 on that sticky note. So it goes with that assignment. That's just another check and balance that they put in place there. Sweet, sweet boys. All right. So they're going to, in the first assignment, choose a plush toy or doll that you either know about or you would like to learn about. And they're going to be writing about um, physical traits 
they're going to be writing descriptively about what they see, hear, smell, feel, touch. Um, so they want it to be something that they've probably seen. Okay, then of course we have our sample. So I'm gonna go over that with you in just a moment, but you know the drill. Don't ask students to do something that you can't show them how to do. So we have a paragraph sample, paragraph house outline sample, and we have a descriptive paragraph um, sample. Now I remind them that they're going to be writing descriptively. So what are some of the things that we want to consider when we are writing descriptively? We want to consider what we see. So in this case, what the plush toy or doll looks like, its size, its color, its marks, what something feels like. Is it scaly, soft, bristle-like, furry, smooth, human, plastic, metal? What you hear, does it make any noise when you move it or when you squeeze it? And smell, cleanliness, strange odors, musty, like sometimes kids will say it smells new, or sometimes they'll say it smells like my sheets because I sleep with it. Um, so those are all things to consider. Now, I wanna just interject right here that you cannot ask a second or third grader to write a paragraph about a toy and say, don't forget, put see, feel, hear, and smell in there, right? That is not what I call directed writing approach. The directed writing approach tells them and explains to them and teaches them and then gives them a place to write that stuff, a place where they're actually asked in the outlining process, what do you see? What do you feel? What do you hear? What do you smell? As opposed to just saying, you want to include these four things when you outline and when you write. Okay, so don't forget those things, right? They're little people, right? They are going to forget those things. So we're going to make it easy for them with a paragraph house outline. Paragraph house outline is an outlining method that um, I came up with to get four sentences in a body and then an opening sentence and a closing sentence. So that gives students at least six, pair, six sentences in their paragraph. A lot, a lot of times students at second and third grade level will have trouble coming up with anything more than three. But when it is directed for them, when it is laid out for them, next thing you know, they are able to do that. So then we're gonna highlight A4, fill in my descriptive paragraph house outline at the level directed by your teacher. All right, so let's take a look at the sample. <clears throat> let, me, let me go on over to theirs first. Okay, this is a basic one. Okay, so see, see, feel, hear, or smell, because they may have a rattle in their uh, toy or they may have um, uh, you know, a pull string or something like that. Um, but maybe not, maybe they don't hear anything. So here is smell, they can put either or both on the, in that last box. Okay, so that is a basic. So you can see in the middle, it has four, see, see, feel, hear, smell. At the bottom later on, they're gonna come here and add their opening sentence. At the top later on, they're going to add their closing sentence. So this, as I mentioned, gives them six sentences in their paragraph. The, this is the, the guts of the house, right? those four sentences in the middle, those four characteristics in the middle. Then we come back later and write an opening sentence that is actually the foundation, but we're gonna write it later so that we can introduce our character well. So that's the foundation, the opening, and then the very top is the attic, the closing sentence. Okay, and here's their paragraph topic. So if they have, um, you know, uh, Mickey Mouse, or if they have um, a teddy bear that they call Tommy or whatever, they will write that there. 
This is basic. So this is like what a second grader uh, would do. Here is a second one so that the extension students, those with more writing experience, those who are more prolific, they will do two toys. All right, now, uh, I like doing it this way where basic does one paragraph and extension does two and each paragraph stands by itself as one toy and then another toy. Um, and the reason I like this way is because if we ask extension students to just write more sentences, okay, so let's say we're, this is a basic one that I'm showing here. Let's say we just have more and more sentences, write some more things you see about, about Tommy the Teddy, right? Some more things that you feel with Tommy the Teddy, right? Some more things that we hear or smell with Tommy the Teddy. Okay, they can really come up empty, right? Because it's hard sometimes to come up with more and more and more. But when they start afresh with another toy, that's way easier. So a lot of times, you know, it, it, it isn't so much how many sentences per paragraph, but it's the number of paragraphs, especially when they're two different things. Because small children, even third graders, fourth graders, okay, yeah, I'm gonna do Tommy the Teddy here for paragraph one. And for this one, I'm going to do, um, my pet pal named Chase, okay? So it is so much easier than just writing more and more and more about one. So I recommend that if you have advanced students, you ask for two paragraphs and walk them through that as opposed to asking for more and more out of one paragraph where they might be strapped for information, right? Keeping in mind that a lot of second graders can't get beyond three sentences of thinking about what they want to write. Now that isn't going to happen here because we have it directed in the directed writing approach. Um, but a lot of times if they're just, you know, outlining, outline, you know, six sentences and they're just like, I wrote outline three or I wrote three sentences, I don't know what else to say, right? So if they're already scrambling to get above three, we don't want to ask them to do eight or nine or 10 about one animal when they're writing, right? One toy, they're writing descriptively. All right, let's go back to the sample here. So in the sample, um, it has every piece of the paragraph house outline filled in. All right. And then there is that paragraph that goes with it. And is the, uh, the actual paragraph sample is on the next page or maybe on that same page. I'm on my PowerPoint, um, but you'll see a sample outline and a house, and then you'll see a sample paragraph. Okay. Uh, regardless of if you have your um, teacher's notebook in front of you. Okay, so this one, you can see in the paragraph topic up in the uh, chimney, my teddy bear, Sam. Okay, so that is what um, the paragraph is going to be about. So what do you see when you look at Sam? So then they take notes in that first C square, brown fur with lighter brown paws, what else do you see? Okay, C is definitely the easiest one for this project, right? Cute black eyes and nose with smiling black thread mouth. Yeah, if a second grader wrote that, I'd be really happy. <laughs> All right, um, this was my writing assistant, Zach. All right, and, um, but this gives them ideas, great ideas, right? Okay, what do you feel? Well, he has soft fur. Okay, do you feel anything else? Um, the, it covers over harder plastic eyes and nose. So his 
Um, eyes and nose are harder with fur over them, and the rest of the body is just furry and soft. Okay, what do you hear or smell? He makes a squishing noise when pressed, and he smells like familiar and musty home scent. <laughs> All right, that is great. Let's come over here and take a look at the paragraph house. <clears throat> um, let's get this adverb assignment. I'm gonna to go to the opening and close. Well, I wanna read the sample that goes with that, but we're gonna leave off the opening and closing, okay? So we're gonna skip that first sentence because we're gonna talk about that in a minute. So he's gonna have an opening sentence that's going to be the foundation of the house. He's gonna add that later on. All right, so then he takes off from there. He has brown fur with lighter brown cloth under his paws. His eyes and nose are small and black, and his smiling mouth is made of black thread. Sam's fur is soft and cuddly and covers most of his hard plastic eyes and nose. He makes a squishing noise when softly squeezed. He smells like the familiar and musty scent of home. All right, so that is the four, what is that? One, two, three, four very detailed sentences, right? And the thing about having your student lay it out in the paragraph house outline is that then they've already done the thinking. Okay, what do I wanna include? What else should I put in here? That they know the material, they know the content, right? So now they can actually spend more time on the wording, on the sentence structure, on the details, because they already have the um, base of the sen sentences laid out in their outline. Okay, this, um, so they're gonna do that twice, right? If they're extension. And um, this has an adverb lesson. I'm gonna go on over um, and it has a caves sentence, five parts of a sentence. All right, I'm gonna come over here to opening and closing sentences. I mentioned before that I don't really have second and third graders add a whole separate opening and a whole separate closing, um, especially at the beginning of the year. Later on, let me see, what is my student today? My, uh, yeah, my pre-A students today, they're starting on their book report. So it's gonna be a question and answer outline. Um, so they will not have a separate opening. They'll just have a question and answer opening sentence and a question and answer closing sentence. That's a Q&A outline. Um, what about my other? I have some private students in this grade level. They are doing um, two paragraphs, two aspects of an animal. And we're going to add a, an opening sentence and a closing sentence. Okay, so yeah, the, the reason is because we're asking them already to do a skill, write descriptively, describe, use the census to describe your toy. And then to come back and then say, now write an opening paragraph that doesn't describe your toy, but about your toy to tell the reader that you're going that they're gonna read about your toy, okay? All right, so uh, too many skills all at one time, also not enough content, right? We would be asking them to fill an opening paragraph with something that doesn't have enough content. So I always make sure that uh, when I assign opening paragraphs for my fourth and fifth graders, and then all the way up to my high schoolers, I always make sure that there is enough content, and it's never a problem with junior high and high school, right? But with my fourth and fifth graders, um, you know, I want to make sure that they have enough content to do an opening paragraph. So uh, some of my A students, that'd be fourth and fifth grade, they just wrote 
uh, rewrote a story in their own words about a family who had to give up their quarters, had to give up, they had earned coins, then they had to give them up because they weren't doing their work anymore. And then they tried to earn them back by doing good deeds for each other. And so they had this, you know, narr narration, if you will, I believe it was three paragraphs long. So my advanced students there, my fifth graders, they could easily add an opening paragraph about um, doing good deeds, about kindness, you know, about family unity. There is a lot of things, there are a lot of things that they could add to that, but at this level, they can't. So at this level, we are just going to ask them to do an opening sentence and a closing sentence. All right. So here are some ideas. So they're going to look at their foundation in their paragraph house outline, and they're going to um, read through the notes and they're going to decide what else they could start with. So if they did a teddy bear, they could put the rhyme, teddy bear, teddy bear, turn around, teddy bear, teddy bear, touch the ground. My favorite teddy bear is a little guy named Sam, okay? They could do a riddle. What can either be a cuddly pet or a vicious predator? None other than the bear. In my case, the teddy bear, right? So I'm gonna walk them through this. My favorite plush toy or doll is my teddy bear, Sam. Then they're gonna do the same thing for the closing. And they're gonna put that in their second story or in their ad. Now they're ready for all of it, right? Because they have um, outlined the body, they've outlined the opening sentence, they've outlined the closing sentence, and um, they're ready to write it all. So they're gonna write it all with the opening sentence right off the bat there. My favorite plush toy or doll is my teddy bear, Sam. Okay, and then they have the body and then they have their closing. Indeed, my teddy bear Sam is my favorite plush toy or doll. Okay, so then that makes them have a total of six sentences, right? Because they start at the bottom and they work their way up in their paragraph house outline. All right, so this particular project does have an optional checklist challenge. I'm just going to spend a couple of minutes on this because I have a, a complete, a couple of complete um, lessons on this. I have um, hit number nine, which is student edit, editing and revising using the checklist challenge. Um, so, and I also have a free checklist challenge and a free video in the languageartsladyblog.com freebies. So, if your student has had experience with the checklist challenge, then you can assign the checklist challenge to them. I always take a one paragraph paper uh, in, um, like uh, what's the one that I'm using now with some young kids. I'm using a paper, a, a paragraph about um, uh, um, uh, apes. Yeah, <laughs> a paragraph about apes and how they protect their territory and stuff like that. And then we will come and use a checklist challenge like this one, and we'll do it all together because it's everybody has the same exact paper to do it on. So we'll do that checklist challenge together. If your student has already done that with you and has experience, or you have older students who've used my checklist challenge free book and free video, then they'll be ready to do this. So, but again, never asking anything of your student that we've not given them the tools for. Right. So to assign this to them and then, you know, 
just say, okay, now do the checklist challenge is definitely not anything that we want to do. We want to build their skills incrementally, and we want to make sure that they know um, how to do the checklist challenge through doing it with you on a paragraph altogether and marking up their checklist challenge and coding it. But you can see the length of this checklist challenge compared to some of the ones that are in the other freebies for older kids. There's there are two boxes for each step, unless it's a title or something, and I only have one, only have one title. All right. But if they have two paragraphs, they're going to do two boxes, all an extension. If they have one paragraph, they're just going to do the all box and ignore the extension box. So you can see that it is significantly shorter. I think it's just four pair, four sheets, four pages on my um, on my PowerPoint, which would probably be one, two, yeah, two to two and a half pages of a checklist challenge for this level for one paragraph or for two paragraphs for your upper level um, level one students. So this is how I would teach very beginning writers, and you can use this adverb lesson in there too. They we go back into the sample and get the adverbs. Um, <clears throat> this is how I would teach very beginning second and third grade writers to write descriptively. Yes, I'm going to tell them all about how we see, feel, hear, and smell things, but then I'm not going to just say, put that in your paragraph, go. I'm gonna give them the, the um, framework for it in this paragraph house outline. Now you can use this paragraph house outline for many, many things. And I have some other ones with paragraph house outlines like, um, uh, not just describing something, but like my favorite of something, or uh, writing about a famous person where they put four facts in the middle. Lots of ways that the paragraph house outline can be used. All right, so without further ado, let's go to the back matter. <laughs> a lot of lesson there. Okay, don't forget, free lessons, languageartsladyblog.com forward slash how I teach. You can get all of your teacher's notebook together right here, languageartsladyblog.com forward slash teacher's notebook with all 27 of the teacher's notebooks so far. Okay, here are some free products that are related to this episode. It is how to complete the checklist challenge, book and video. It is uh, right for a month Beauty and Beast level one book and video and right for a month Mowgli level two book and video. Those are all free. Here are some other downloadable products that are related. We have a paragraph house here from Beauty and the Beast for characters in the castle. We have some other beginning, very, very beginning writing projects listed on here. We have um, the, uh, let me see what else is a paragraph house. A paragraph house for um, uh, an, one animal of the jungle. Um, paragraph house for, um, descriptive writing about a toy. That's one we just did. Um, lots of how to do the checklist challenge, how to do a sentence by sentence outline and so forth. Those are all available in my one month downloadable books. And um, there are tons of those. All right. And then also in the one semester meaningful composition books, this is where you will find these types of creative writing assignments for second through fifth grade. All right, don't forget you can create a, create a class. We have a few teacher spots, tutoring spots left um, online or live where we can teach your students um, whatever you are tired of teaching. All right, private tutoring as well. Thank you so much for joining me. 
and for taking a step back and going back to second and third grade, such fun ages to teach. I really, really love it. Really appreciate you joining me. And I will see you next week with the next How I Teach.